It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. All right, guys, welcome in. It is episode number 221 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell. A lot to do today. But away we go with episode number 221. Let's start here with the news that Josh Doxson is not going to have his fifth-year option picked up. It was a very simple decision to make, quite honestly. Uh, it was not even a debate, from what I understand. Uh, it was not even a question. Um Nobody should be surprised by this. Now, this doesn't mean that Josh Doxson cannot play, cannot contribute, cannot be good this year, cannot fulfill his first-round potential. That does not mean that. But it means that so far, so far through his career, his career has been a disappointment. There's no other way to look at it, right? If you kind of judge things... Uh, by a combination of statistics, availability, progress, arrow pointing up, arrow pointing down, and reality, there's no way you can look at Josh Doxson's first three years in the NFL as being anything other than, again, largely a disappointment. Now, in that time, he has done some good things. In that time, he has done some good things. And in 2017, I really felt, hmm, all right, maybe I, maybe the Redskins have something here. Maybe this guy is about to take that next step where he goes from the six touchdowns that he had in that particular year, 2017, his last year with Kirk Cousins, the Redskins last year with Kirk Cousins, and he could have had more than six touchdowns, oh, by the way. Uh, remember that drop that he had at the end of the Monday night football week four loss in Kansas City, which was a tough catch, but it cost the Redskins a game. Uh, and ultimately, it would have been great for him and his confidence and for the Redskins that year because they could have possibly, possibly used that to fuel them to a playoff run. Ultimately, they came up short. But the arrow was pointing up for me with Josh Doxson. He had stayed healthy. He had played in all 16 games in 2017 after being an injury-filled disaster in his rookie year of 2016. And again, I thought, okay, with a reasonable quarterback situation, reasonable, not Kirk Cousins, reasonable, which I thought Alex Smith would be, you know, maybe you could expect a repeat of the six touchdowns. Maybe you could expect seven or eight touchdowns. Maybe you could expect a repeat of at least the 502 yards of at least the 35 catches, right? So here's what we got in 2018 with Alex Smith, Colt McCoy, Josh Johnson, Mark Sanchez. And clearly, clearly, we should point out 
that the quarterback situation was completely in flux and certainly contributed to this. So here's the deal. In the same amount of targets as he had in 2017 to 2018, 78, 78, Josh Doxson actually did catch nine more passes in 2018, 35 in 2017 to 44 in 2018. He actually did catch or have more receiving yards, 502 in 2017, 532 in 2018. His yards per reception went from 14.3 in 2017 to 12.1 in 2018, but there could be lots of factors for that. But here's what also happened. His touchdowns went, while the numbers increased across the board in a couple of categories, i.e. receptions and yards, his yards per reception went down significantly and his touchdowns went from six to two. So what you have here is a guy who is incomplete. What you have here is a fourth-year player that certainly has a lot of room to improve and absolutely can get better and force the Redskins to make a tough decision. Right now, the fifth-year option is not for this year. It's not for 2019. He's under contract for 2019. He will make this team. He will be a contributor as long as he's healthy, and that is certainly a question. He only missed one game last year. That was the New Orleans Monday Nighter. Josh Doxson is on this team. Josh Doxson will likely be a starting wide receiver, but the Redskins are saying, hey, look, because of injury and because of inconsistent production, we can't automatically say right now, today, we are in the long-term Josh Doxson business. We are in the 2020, never mind long-term, Josh Doxson business. And that is the right, smart, calculated, gamble, decision, move. It's not the wrong move. I would have done this. I think to a man, everyone would have done this. When I asked somebody on Saturday that, if there was any way, and I said it, it's like negative 5% chance, right, that there's any way that the Redskins are going to exercise the fifth-year option on Doxson, I, I mean, th- they were flabbergasted. They said there's absolutely no chance, no chance. And they were right, and I was right, and I think all of you were right. But it doesn't mean that Josh Doxson can't help this team in 2019. It also does not mean that Josh Doxson can't force the Redskins' hand to make a very, very, very difficult decision after the 2019 season on his value. Because if, say, Josh Doxson has, let's call it, 55 catches this year, hopefully with a better quarterback situation, hopefully he's targeted 80 to 85 times, let's call it, Hopefully, for his sake, he has 650 to 700 receiving yards. Say his average per reception is somewhere in the neighborhood of 13, 13.5, kind of splitting the middle between the last two years. And say he has five touchdowns. That's probably still not going to be enough for the Redskins to do a long-term contract at the money that I would assume he's going to feel he deserves, whether it's warranted or not. And 
if there's an injury, if there's inconsistency with his hands, which there has been, if he's not the red zone target, if their offense continues to struggle inside the red zone, if there's fade and jump ball and 50-50 ball opportunities that do not go the way of the Redskins when targeting Josh Doxson, that's all going to add up. And then the Redskins will probably lose him for nothing. A first-round pick will have played four years. It will basically be another pick that has walked out the door after his original contract. And, again, the Redskins will just go their separate ways. And I don't think they would go, oh, my gosh, we're screwed because we don't have Josh Toxin. And I think, by, by the way, that's the right attitude to take. But the, the interesting part is if he improves enough – at what point do you say, you know what, we have to stop letting draft picks walk out the door just because we don't want to pay them what the market dictates and what the market says a receiver like that and just using some of those numbers might be worth. Now, maybe he's not worth that much money. I don't know. You know, teams are different. There's 31 other contenders. You never know what somebody is going to value. You never know what somebody is going to believe. Here's what I believe. Josh Doxson is unhappy in Washington. Josh Doxson, uh, and I'm not around every day anymore, um, but Josh Doxson and I have never had a conversation since his rookie year, uh, and I have no interest in talking to Josh Doxson, and I don't think he has any interest in talking to me. I can only speak for me, but I've heard, I've heard, other beat reporters and other reporters say essentially that Josh Doxson does not want to talk to the media. At times, he can be open and engaging. During the season, he is very closed off. And that hurts a guy's reputation. Certainly within the media, people are not going to be standing on a table for the Redskins to do the right thing here because most people believe the right thing is to just let Josh Doxson kind of just kind of languish. Going back to whether or not Josh Doxson is happy here or not, I don't believe he's happy here. I do believe that he would very much like to wind up probably with the Cowboys or the Houston Texans somewhere close to home, maybe the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints seem to be, under Sean Payton and Drew Brees, and again, who knows how long Drew Brees will be there. The New Orleans Saints seem to be an ideal fit for Josh Doxson and an offense that could probably, probably get the most out of him. However, the Dallas Cowboys face a very, very unique situation in that they traded for Amari Cooper, and he was terrific down the stretch for them. He is going into the last year of his deal, and the chances are that between having to play pay Dak Prescott, Cooper long-term, Ezekiel Elliott long-term, the offensive line talent that they have long-term, that somebody is going to pop free there, and it just might be Cooper. So that is a situation to keep an eye on for the future, if you will, of Josh Doxson. That doesn't mean he's going there. 
it just means that that is, I guess, more of a possibility. Now, the Cowboys for next year, as you would imagine, have exercised the fifth-year option on Ezekiel Elliott, right? So that's not an issue in terms of 2020, but again, long-term, getting big money deals with Dak Prescott, Elliott, and the rest is going to be an interesting thing to watch when it comes to Doxon's future and what I believe to be true in that he wants to probably play closer to home. And remember, he went to TCU, which is in Fort Worth, uh, you know, Texas uh, AT&T Stadium in Arlington is 20 minutes away from their campus, 25 minutes away from their campus. So that would be, you know, I think an ideal situation for him that he's probably looking at. I don't know that for sure. That has been speculated. Just something to keep in mind. All right, when we come back, we will give you a little bit more on Doxon and also the guys that were drafted in his draft class and how they're kind of shaking out in terms of these 50-year options. We'll do that next right here. Uh, Long opening segment. Apologize about that. Uh, But as you guys know, we have a lot to talk about here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is episode number 221. Good to have you with us. More in a flash on Doxon and the guys he was drafted with when it comes to the 50-year options. Plus, we'll go through some of the scouting reports on the newest members of the Washington Redskins. That's next. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys, we welcome you back. It is episode number 221 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. As always, make sure you follow at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins on Twitter. As well, at Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram for all of your NFL team news, notes, information, opinions, analysis, and coverage all across the entire NFL from all of our local team podcast hosts. Uh, so away you go with that. When you get in your car, make sure you tell your smart speaker device, whatever it might be, to play podcast Locked on Redskins. So away we go. Just to clean up a couple of things that we said and talked about in terms of Josh Doxson's future, and really this has a relationship, uh, of course, with the Redskins' future and the division and the Dallas Cowboys. They're, of course, top rival, even though that's a little bit absurd in that the Eagles and the Giants are just as big of rivals. But, you know, fans make a bigger deal out of the Dallas Cowboys. What we were talking about with Amari Cooper, he is under the fifth-year option. So here's what we were talking about with Amari Cooper. He is under the fifth-year option of his original contract that was exercised by the Oakland Raiders. Again, then they traded that contract. So he is under the fifth year of his original rookie deal, and he counts $13.924 million, according to OverTheCap.com, under the Cowboys salary cap in 2019. That is the final year of his deal. In addition to that, you have quarterback Dak Prescott, 
who is only, and again, this is a bargain, no matter what you think of Dak Prescott, counting $2.12 million under the Cowboys salary cap in 2019. However, that is the final year of his deal because he was a fourth-round pick, and this is the fourth year of his NFL career. So clearly, the Cowboys have a very difficult decision to make there. Dak Prescott is not a quarterback that is certainly going to consistently lift a bad team into playoff contention or into the 9 or 10 win category. But he has proven to be a playmaker and a consistent, reliable quarterback who has mobility, who has athleticism, who has leadership skills, who has performed in some big spots. And certainly that is worth something. The question is is whether it's worth whether it's worth Russell Wilson money, whether it's worth you know a lot more than what say Kirk Cousins is getting in terms of guarantees. That that's a question for them to answer. I don't know how they're going to handle that. I would assume if you're Dak Prescott's agent, you're going to be looking for 125-ish million dollars total with I would assume probably 80 to 95 million dollars in guarantees. Now whether again they're all full guarantees or not, that's a whole nother uh, story and that's not for me to kind of figure out right now. The other issue for the Dallas Cowboys, besides again Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper going into the final year, uh, I should say Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper going into the final year of their deal, we mentioned Ezekiel Elliott does have the fifth-year option, which does keep him in Dallas for at least two more years. His cap number this year is just shy of $8 million at $7.94 million. It jumps to just over $9 million next year, again, under that fifth-year option. And remember, they just did a monster deal for Demarcus Lawrence, who only counts $11.1 million under the cap this year. But that will clearly jump up in year two and year three. They also have a lot of money invested in that really good offensive line. Tyron Smith makes over $15 million in his cap hit this year. Zach Martin, $14 million exactly. So that's almost $30 million of their salary cap invested in two guys that are on the offensive line. And yet, the Cowboys have made it work. Somehow, some way, and they've got a pretty good team. Uh, and they're not hurting on defense either. Again, with Demarcus Lawrence uh, staying around uh, and some of the young talent like Jalen Smith that they have um, and the kid that they drafted out of, out of, out of uh, Boise last year. Boy, I mean, they've got, they've got some talent. The, the Dallas Cowboys have done a tremendous, tremendous job building this team, all things considered. The bill is about to come due, and it is going to be really, really interesting to see how they do this all. I have no idea how they're going to do it. It's Leighton Van Der Esch. I always forget his name, uh, but he was a stud uh, last year. They also have Taco Charlton. They brought back Jason Witten for some reason. Um, you know, it, really interesting kind of roster construction uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. All right, I wanted to run through that because that in some ways has kind of a future effect, not only on the Redskins this year, but also the Redskins in in future years, uh, as that is one of their chief divisional foes and their top rivalry. Uh, in addition, again, potentially Josh Doxson could wind up or want to go there. Back to Doxson on the fifth-year option thing. 
ProFootballFocus.com has a fifth-year option tracker in which they chart all of the 2016 first-rounders. Of course, that was Josh Doxson's draft year. The Redskins traded down from 21 to 22, picking up an extra pick with the Houston Texans, who took Will Fuller, who was dynamic, and when he's been healthy, has been really good, and they did exercise his fifth-year option. Uh, the problem is is a torn ACL, and he's trying to recover from that. So, again, Will Fuller is locked in right now for presumably two more years. Again, we should point out the fifth-year option is not a guaranteed contract. It is not. It is guaranteed for injury. It is not a guaranteed contract, meaning even if the Redskins were to have exercised the fifth-year option on Doxon before the deadline here, 2020 would not be locked in by any means. It would be locked in if he was injured and not able to pass a physical at whatever the deadline is. It would not be locked in in terms of performance if he was strictly healthy and it was a performance issue, the team could still walk away from that fifth-year option. So this, again, tells you a lot about how the Redskins view Josh Doxson. Number one, he and many others are injury risks. So there's that. But they had no problem, of course, doing it with Brandon Sheriff. Uh, They've done it in years past as well. And quite honestly, it is the right and prudent thing to do. And if Dwayne Haskins lives up to what Dwayne Haskins has the capability of living up to, same thing with Montez Sweat, then the Redskins are going to have to use it eventually down the line too, just like they had to use it on Brandon Sheriff. But in addition to telling you um, that they don't really see Josh Doxson as being a big part of the plans unless he takes a, a meteoric rise and jump up. You know, what it does is it sends a message to the player that, hey, you need to, if you want to make money and if you want to get a second contract of any sort of significant value from either us or from another team, you need to really have a big year this year. And that's what I think the Redskins are looking at. Um you know, again, this decision makes sense. I, 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 if he would have torn an ACL this year, midway through, late in the year, even if he was having a good year, you would be locked into Josh Doxson in 2020 at a rate of, I believe it's between 10 and, a half, 10 and $11 million. You can't do that if you're the Washington Redskins. You can't do that. Not right now. Uh, just a couple of numbers on Doxson. His highest grade out of 100, according to Pro Football Focus, was last year, 63.3. Again, I thought he was better in 2017, more touchdowns, but he had more receptions, more yards on the same amount of targets. Um, again, too many drops. And, you know, look, <laughs> that's again, that's a problem. Uh, as Pro Football Focus notes, he's had... Almost as many drops, six, as receptions from deep passes, nine, in his career. And the deep passes are not 50-yard bombs. They're 20-plus yards uh, in the air. So, um, you know, that, that that's a problem. Now, around Josh Doxson, we mentioned Will Fuller. 
who went at 21. Remember, there was a run on receivers in this part of the draft, and the Redskins supposedly got who they desired in Josh Doxson. And I believe the Redskins, because otherwise they wouldn't have moved down, I don't think. But maybe they're a little, you know, playing a little smoke. But either way, they could have had Laquan Treadwell of the Minnesota Vikings. He's been even worse than Doxson. He's been even worse than Doxson. He did not have his fifth-year option exercised. He went number 23 overall, one spot behind uh, Doxson. He's only averaged 9.2 yards per reception, 56 career catches. I mean, yuck. Yuck. No thanks. So, I mean, the Redskins, again, could have had Will Fuller, but at the time that they were drafting Doxson, they did have Deshaun Jackson. That wouldn't have made as much sense to have two guys essentially similar. They were looking for, eventually, a long-term replacement for Pierre Garçon. That's what Doxson was supposed to be. Not a long ball threat, not a big fly guy in any way, shape, or form. Um, and just kind of going a little bit further down in that first round, William Jackson III, the cornerback that the Bengals took, they did exercise his fifth-year option. Artie Burns of the Pittsburgh Steelers, as of recording time, again, still with some time to make this decision. They have not made that decision. We do not know uh, yet. Paxton Lynch taken at 26 overall by the Denver Broncos, clearly. Uh, you know, that didn't work out by any stretch. And by the way, about Burns, he's not getting <laughs> he's not getting his option exercised either. Um, I can tell you that. Uh, he's been pretty much a disappointment um, in Pittsburgh. Kenny Clark, uh, number 27 overall with the Green Bay Packers. He did have his fifth-year exercise uh, option exercise. Josh Garnett of the San Francisco 49ers, a guard from Stanford. Uh, was banged up in his second year, never really caught on with Kyle Shanahan. Um, hasn't played a whole lot since then. Uh, not very good. He's not having his fifth-year option pick. You know, so so you can, you know, you can see there wasn't a lot at the bottom part of that first round. Uh, the Redskins, outside of making an argument for, again, Will Fuller, and maybe and certainly guys that they could have drafted in the that went ultimately in the second round that have been more successful. Uh, than Doxson, you know, it was kind of slim pickings, to be honest with you. They didn't have uh, an option to pick up certain guys, even guys that went ahead. Shaq Lawson of the Buffalo Bills at 19. He did not have his fifth-year option uh, picked. Now, the guy that they supposedly wanted, Ryan Kelly, out of Alabama with the Indianapolis Colts, a center, he did have. His fifth-year option exercise. The, he's part of that now good Indianapolis Colts offensive line, which they have really upgraded over the last two years, smartly. So just kind of pointing that out. All right, that is going to uh, kind of wrap up the conversation here on Josh Doxson because we spent uh, a lot of time on the fifth-year option and the possibilities there and as it relates to the Dallas Cowboys, his future, uh, and again, tying the two teams together and their contract situations here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us.
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, it is episode number 221 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. All right, so here's the deal. Because we went in an unexpected direction with the Dallas Cowboys and their salary cap situation, and as it kind of quasi-revolves around Josh Doxson and potentially his future and leverage and whether the Redskins will keep him after this year if to decline in the fifth-year option and all of that good stuff, uh, we don't have enough time to really be fair to Terry McLaurin or any of the other Redskins draft picks uh, to get you the scouts take and perspective uh, on what the Redskins brought into the organization. So to be fair to those guys, we're going to save them for episode number 222. We had, um, I thought it was important to just kind of set up the whole Josh Doxson situation And remember that he can still help out the Redskins very much so this year and help himself out, quite honestly, or this could be the last year of a disappointing run and rain. All right, so that's going to do it for us here on the Locked on Redskins podcast for episode number 221. Thanks for being with us. Again, 222, we will focus certainly more on the rest of the Redskins draft class, what the scouts are saying. That's on 222. This is 221. You are you. I'm me. Uh, appreciate you downloading and being a part of the Lockdown Redskins community. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.